This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, Spotifyers. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. That's a, that's a good shirt, ball. that is. Good classic, classic shirt. 1985, 1985 shirt. I wonder what um, a classic Liverpool shirt's going to look like in a couple of years when they reformed in 2021. That's the Merseyside Reds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a Pez, the Pez. I'll have my vintage Wrexham shirts in the background next time, guys. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the name of player that wore one of these then. Trundle. <laughs> Oh, Don, he's been everywhere today, all over Sky Sports News. Can yeah, I, how can you say he's a prick, mate? He's from Liverpool. Because he cut me up in the queue to Revs once and he's a prick. <laughs> well, never got over it. No, I never got over it. Fuck you, man. <laughs> if you're listening, Trundle, and an uh, apology would be accepted. Hang <laughs> <laughs> him, hang him. You can come on the podcast and sort of sort your differences out. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. So we're going to do a bit of a special podcast today. So there's been a bit of drama in the football world this week. So we're just going to sort of give our two pence on it. Uh, our thoughts and feelings as Swansea fans, as football fans, and we've got a Liverpool fan with us today as well. So welcome in, Ashley. Hello. Also got Lee and Nicky. Nicky making, is he second appearance Hello. or third now? That's my third one, mate. Uh, third. Come, I feel like a qualified for a t-shirt now. Yeah, well, I'll we'll have to get one out to you. <laughs> and a tote bag to go with it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Anyway, so yeah, the Super League, the big talking point this week. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of what it actually is, we'll do a bit of an overview on it. But initial thoughts when the news broke, then lads, like how did you feel when you first saw the headline? I was. It was on Sunday, wasn't it? I was in the car. And I was driving, and they were talking about it on um, Sport. I just thought it was um, we were just talking about it again because they, they spoke about it before, haven't they? Yeah. I thought it was just, they were just chatting about it again and the rumours were coming back. So I didn't actually take it seriously until sort of like Sunday 
like Sunday night. Then later on, when everything just exploded, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's actually happening!" and started to panic. Yeah, I think um, I think I messaged in the group tonight, and Ali, who's not you now, was like, "What are you on about?" Those rumors about that ages ago, and I was like, "Mate, look at the news." <laughs> I thought it was a joke to be honest with you the first time you heard it. Well, it's just it's just something you never would think about, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But obviously with with the Premier League going on and things like that. But like it's just it's something it's, it's it's a crazy sort of like initiative, isn't it? Yeah. What did you think of that Ash as a Liverpool fan? Um well, it was comical at first. The fact that Spurs were classed as big <laughs> yeah. six, but there you go. Um, no, um, I, I, I like. Well, you know, give him a chance. Now. Um, like Lee, I, I didn't think it was much. I thought it was just a rehash of the the headlines from previously. But then, obviously, my Twitter and other groups that I'm involved in just blew up then because obviously Liverpool had agreed to enter. So yeah, and that's when I started reading the news and seeing it trickle through and. Uh, Pretty angry to be honest, more than anything, because it's just yeah. crap, isn't it? <laughs> so, so, well, if so, that's what it is. Yeah, that's why I was like quite keen to get you involved on in this one, being someone like we obviously looking at it from a football perspective, and it would mean if it went ahead, it would mean certain things for like Swansea as a club, but it would mean something completely different for you as a fan of Liverpool who'd be directly involved in it. So I think when we're talking about it through the video, it'll just give two good different sort of takes on um, how it would uh, affect everyone and. Uh, and how they love watching the game, I guess, and if it would actually have an impact on uh, on whether you keep supporting the teams or or have you. So anyway, just as a outline then, and you can chip in whenever, guys, on this to see if I miss any facts out because um, you know we, we we haven't really got a script for this. We're just going to sort of go with uh, what we know, talk about our feelings and stuff like that. But the basis of it then, from what I understood, this was kind of like a replacement or. I would say a replacement for the Champions League for these clubs. Yeah, they they're not happy with how UEFA um, is is going with the Champions League and some some of the issues around that. So they just wanted the best of the best in a league, uh, made up of twenty teams. The twelve clubs that announced they were involved would have been the founding clubs. So these were Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter Milan. So they were the 12 founding clubs. They said there was a further three that would have been joining them as permanent uh, clubs. And yeah, it was, um, five I places think, for qualification, was it? I think they offered it to uh, PSG, Dortmund and Bayern, didn't they? And they were going to be the other three, but they said no. And I think they approached other teams then, because I think like Porto were approached and they said no. Um, I can't remember who else was approached, but yeah, they, could, they didn't get anybody else after yeah. the 12. So we'll talk a little bit about, obviously, the other clubs' stance, and after we we'll get through the basis of whether it is first. Um, so they are the teams. I think there was a couple of clubs within the ones we've already mentioned that were kind of leading it. I believe maybe Man United, Real Madrid, um, heavy, heavy American influence from what it looked like the ones that really wanted this to happen. Uh, and then they were saying the likes of Chelsea, Man City, kind of went along for the ride because they were like, well, we can't really miss out if this is where the big money's going to be. So the idea of it is. Um, a European competition that happens every year. There's no relegation. It's just the same club. So two leagues of 10 or two groups of 10, essentially. And the two winners of each group then go to like a knockout phase. That's that's what you were saying earlier, yeah, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Go to the quarterfinals, right? Yeah. And um, and they go from there. Um, I believe in the 10 
group stage? Do they they just play each other once, or was it twice? Twice, home and away. They do play twice, home and away. So it's just yeah. a money spinner, essentially. You're always having the likes of like Real Madrid against Man United, like and and so on with all these clubs every year, two games minimum. Um, you know, depending where they finish in the league, versus every team. So they they play each other twice, and that's every single year. My view on it was this is like a way of establishing some sort of like franchise um, system similar to what they do maybe in America with some of their sporting uh, leagues. Um, if you're going to compare with football, I guess you could say MLS because they don't have relegation. You can like buy your team into the MLS. Um, as we spoke about with some Seattle uh, fans, the Seattle Sports Union in a podcast with them, they were explaining very well how that works. It seemed quite similar in concept. And that makes sense because a lot of the big clubs that pushed this had American owners and it's just a money-spinning sort of machine, isn't it, for them then? Anything important there that I've uh, missed out then? Anyone else to add? I think think the American thing is quite important because I remember the Patriots owner, um, Kraft, I think his name is, because he said before, because he's like a billionaire and he's got like the franchise in America. Someone asked him, Mark, would you ever buy a football club in England? He said, oh, I'd never buy into a market that didn't, that, that's got promotion and relegation. Um, so I think that's they, I think that's something that where we really sort of butt heads on is the promotion relegation thing. Yeah, right. I say we spoke with Abraham and Richard, didn't we? And they said the same yeah, thing yeah. because they had it that way for so long. It's hard to tell them, oh, you've got to have promotion relegation. The same it is the other way for us, like like to get rid of it. So yeah, I think there is a bit of a conflict there with the owners. Yeah, I suppose I, I, can't, I, I, I know we say they're leaving the American owners, but they, it contradicts sport, doesn't it? You know, it's competitive. You know what I mean? Like, even like if you play at amateur level, you compete to win a game for something, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's not um, like we with these. Like, you know, obviously, Ash, he's a Liverpool fan, I suppose, though he can weigh on us a little bit, being a founding sort of thing with it. But um, <laughs> he's laughing. I like that. Um, the, the fact that, how do you feel about the fact of being just in this league and not even warranting it? You know what I mean? Like, you've got like, like teams like Spurs, and the Spurs have won nothing in the last. Arsenal are the same. They've won, not, they've won nothing in the last sort of like insignificance for the last 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Spurs even longer, probably 30, 30 years. I think they won like a League Cup back in like 2008, maybe something like that. Yeah, Spurs League Cup 2008 and Arsenal well, was the FA Cup two years ago. Yeah. Swans have won it uh, more recently. Oh, yeah, but on that, on yeah, that note, I forgot to say, I forgot to say Swans that. Would count as a more success, Swans would count as a more successful team. Yeah, I was going to say though, obviously Spurs. you mentioned they invited some other clubs in. Uh, so with the American links and that, Swans, he did get an invite. Um but we turned it down. Nah, I'm joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a massive joke. It's a massive joke. If, if, if we are, Cardiff just know. blew that flat on Twitter. Cardiff did it, and there was just no response to that at all. So, uh, yeah, I think you won that one, boys. I think Vincent Tan <laughs> is like not the most popular at the moment. So, uh... how, how do you feel? How do you feel about that, Ash? How, how, what's your What's your take on it? So, I, I think I may start annoying Liverpool supporters at this point. I don't know if many watch, sorry. <laughs> you say that about like Spurs and Arsenal, right? But you could also paint Liverpool in that scenario that they've only just started winning again, yeah. right? They were never. Oh, I suppose they did. They they dropped down to like eighth or tenth at one point with Rogers towards the end of his run, you know. So 
yeah, we've only recently found success as well, but I suppose we have the history to fall back on. My, I, I said to some of the guys in work that my concern was, for the time that we weren't really competing, all we bumped on about was Istanbul, right? And how good that was, the 3-3 draw. And it is still my favourite Champions League final, and I'm sure it's a lot of people's favourite as well, just because of the sheer drama and what happened. It was fantastic. The problem is, if we eliminate our history of Champions League, like... You can't turn your back on that. Do you know what I mean? That was fantastic. Yeah, yes, you, can't really, us... you can't really talk about it then, can you? No, and eliminating us from that competition or that history of us, six times, whatever, that takes away pretty much half of our identity. The other half is the league titles. Yeah, it took us 30 years to win the one we won last year. Imagine not being in that league. I know it annoyed a lot of people and COVID caused the issues as well. But for the start of that season, my personal opinion, Liverpool were the best team in the world. Everyone wanted to be them, watch them. Everything they were doing was fantastic. Wiping teams away. And I always think back to Boxing Day when it was like, oh, this is the big test. Away to Leicester. Thumped them 4-0 in Leicester. That was it. You know? And we just stormed away with it. Like, and Yeah, obviously it dropped off with COVID and once we'd sealed it, it sort of went that way. But I couldn't imagine not being a part of that but having to go play Barcelona every four weeks. Like, yeah. I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's... I agree with you, Ash. What are you saying is, like, with this with this Super League, and you play in the likes of real. The whole point of the Champions League is where, like, you've got to qualify and things like that. You don't know who you got to get next. So I know, the, I know, the, I know the group stages are probably going to be a bit, a little bit boring. I understand that, and that's why they try to revamp it. Yes. But when you play in Real Madrid, and you like, like, you don't know who you're going to get. You don't know who's going to come through the group. Who you're going to get in the quarterfinals, last sixteen, the semi-finals. No, there's always a sort of like surprise team. I think that's what makes the Champions League quite a bit. And that's the fact that you play like Real Madrid probably once every three, four years makes it yeah. a bit special yeah. instead of playing them every year. Yeah. The, um, the other thing as well, is, again, right? So, so Klopp comes into Liverpool, rebuilds what we are, and we're, we're going for it. So I think it was his first full season in charge, the Europa League run we went on. Yeah, it's not the Champions League, but it's still Europe. And I remember, I think it was uh, Borussia Dortmund, 4 3, Dijon oh, Lovren, yeah. end of game. Imagine not having that. That adrenaline oh, yes. atmosphere. Barcelona, 3-0 down, back at Anfield, 4-0. You wouldn't get that in the Super League every other week. It's that's that's special, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Of course it is. And that's what the competition was about. And to take yourself out of that, just to guarantee a bit more money yeah. and guarantee to play the best teams in the world, which we all want to do, but earn it, isn't it? But know? the thing is, like when you're in the Super League playing them, you won't have the same drama. Because if you lose in 4-0 after the first leg, why do you need to win the second one? You, well, you can win the game 1-0. It's fine. It's a, it's like yeah. a it's a league game at that stage, but like, and if you don't it, win yeah. it, it's like, oh well, we're playing them again next year anyway. Like I, I said this to a literally... friend of mine. So the proposal was you would continue in your domestic league, yeah. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm say Manchester City, right, not going to constantly talk about Liverpool because it'll annoy everyone. But not say I'm Man City, right? You you you're chasing the the league. So say you know you got Man City, Man United now first and second. I know City are golf in front, but they're going for it. In the Super League then, say Man City haven't had a good season and they know they're not going to finish in the, the top four for the playoff of their league. So when they roll up against Real Madrid, who say are like, I don't know, 10 points clear at the top of the Super League, are they going to put their, you know, Sterling and Aguero out as it is? Or are they going to put the youth out and keep Sterling and Aguero and whatever else for the league, which they have a chance of winning? It, it waters it down, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Or it can go the other way, the other way as well, where the Premier yes. League, the start of the yeah. season, it's like, well, there's so much more money in the Super League. We need to win that one. So we'll just play our reserves in the Premier League and then yeah. play the good team in the Super League. Oh, uh, that... Oh, go on, Nick. Um, I was just going to link that to a point as well, where um, the Real Madrid uh, boss, who seemed to be the the grand sort of uh, architect of all of this, um, one of the statements he made for what the reason this has come about was that 
like kids these days and are interested in football and uh, they think the game's a bit boring, there's too many boring teams and boring matches and he also said about reducing the length of the matches but that's a different topic but I was just going to say like you also can't guarantee that even if it's Real Madrid Man City or Arsenal Man City because obviously even though that's a Premier League match it's still a Super League match potentially that Arsenal are not going to defend for 90 minutes and have a boring match You can't, it still oh, could be the case Like, what, how, how does many, that change many, anything because that's what Arsenal do at the moment anyway how many big games have we seen lately where it's like you know, Sky build it up all the time or BT or whatever like oh my mm-hmm. god Man U Liverpool Man U Man City Arsenal Chelsea they've been the most garbage boring games you've ever seen Swansea Cardiff <laughs> <laughs> can't afford to lose them anymore and it's like how many nil nils have we seen I know like maybe a couple recently they've been been tidy but there was loads in the earlier this season we were putting them bet build the free bets on and we were like oh yes Man United Man City it was like nil nil Liverpool Man United nil nil we were like nil nil and then we just yeah, make a joke and they put nil nil on it <laughs> yeah but that's that's the danger though we're saying about um, from the Premier League Seen it a bit now with like the FA Cup. The FA Cup's so like historical, but because it doesn't generate enough money for the clubs now, it's massively watered down. Oh, like never get the classic FA Cup ties anymore. Like you know, we used to have like the big semi-finals in like Old Trafford and like Villa Park, and it was like Manu Arsenal in the final and Arsenal Chelsea and Liverpool Arsenal final, and you just you don't get them anymore. There's just not that. There's not no, that there was, um... to it anymore. There was a game, I think it was two or three seasons ago, where it was Liverpool-Arsenal, and I think it finished like five home penalties in the end after finishing four all after extra time. And it was like a really great game to watch, but no one watched it because none of the first team played. It was all like uh, reserves and stuff. So I think that's the, that, would, that would have been the danger because I think that would have filtered down into the Premier League then because the Super League would have probably given more money the higher they finish. Yeah, but yeah, probably would have like any money, so then... structure would do that anyway, isn't it? The higher you finish, the more you get. So yeah. I think it was- I, I, I just think to myself, like personally as well, like like you said earlier about like about the Super League, or maybe if like Man City and like um, Real Madrid, for for example, say they go for the top spot, and you say you play um, only on a Saturday, okay, and they got so and after the week after on the Tuesday or Wednesday they got the you know, Real Madrid, Man City, you say how, how much is that and they and they. Man City will probably play a weekend team against Burnley, go up for the league and things like that. How much does, does that devalue the league? The league competition, it, it devalues it massively. Devalues it. I mean, like, <laughs> like, but like, your domestic league is like, like, like going back like years ago as well, like, like in the nineties and all that. Since beginning, since we've had the league system sort of thing, like, you win the league. That's the most important yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the European competition comes afterwards. Yeah, but well, that's. That's something that that's probably why the such a difference with um, the Real Madrid president, isn't it? That's where he was sort of pushing it because Premier League is is probably the most competitive league. Whether it's the people say it's the best league or whatever, it's it definitely the thing is, you say about like now, if teams have got a Champions League game on Tuesday and they've got I don't know even like say West Brom now in the bottom three away on Saturday. Teams like Liverpool and Chelsea can't afford to drop too many players against West Brom away. Oh, they could lose, well, yeah. lose the game. Every game in the Premier League is a bit of a slippery slope. I don't, you don't see it so much in other other leagues in Europe, like Juventus and 
like I don't know Barca and Real Madrid. And they don't lose the, the teams at the bottom, do they? They never like hardly ever. Well, Real Madrid and Barca have made a good ash of that this year, but it's not really normal. Yeah, but that comes down to their other underlying problems, which might be one of the big reasons for this all coming about as well. The financial trouble a lot of these big clubs have got themselves into in the in the purely because of that. It's purely because of that. Yeah. It's all financial. It's massively financial. It's just all about gain. It's, 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 what be, bewilders me more than anything is the fact that all these people who own these clubs have absolutely millions. And it's just so greedy. It's just unbelievably greedy. And like you think about the fans, like during midweek, you've got, like, you've got, the, you've got other competitions that we play during the week in this league as well, especially. You've got the Carabao Cup and you've got, you've got the FA Cup. And then, like, obviously, well, like, I don't know if you'll be playing in the Champions League because the Super League may take over that. But, like, how, how do you expect fans to go to these games? It's, just, it's, it's, it's impossible. Well, they're not going to go, are they? That's the point. Like, the, the owners don't care about the actual fans of these clubs. They don't want those fans. They're not like the fans that they're trying to market their brand to. They they want the sort of tourist fans. They want to go and play these matches in a massive stadium in America, in China, in like Hong Kong, in, in whatever. And they want to fill it with people like that just go and pay £100 a ticket. They take their kids, their £100 a ticket as well. They go to like the shop, they buy the t-shirt, the, the shirts, they'll get one each, spend all that money in one go. They get a programme. Whereas, like the normal season ticket order, you know, you're not you're not going to do that. You're not going to spend that, all that money every time you go. That's not sustainable, truly. It's not well, sustainable. I think I think of any like, people in the world would like to like would still watch these matches. It, it's not the core fans of the clubs, but it's the ones that watch from afar overseas. But it's it's like having a business, isn't it? And um, sort of like. Uh, when you've got a business, you sort of look after the people who sort of come to your business all the time, don't, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. You sort of look after them and they keep coming back and keep coming back. That's how you look after a business. You, you grow it like that, you know what I mean? But like, if, you, if you're just spending, say, if you went to America and, you, and somebody spent, like you said there, £100 on this, and, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean next time you come, they're going to go. They just look, oh, we've, been, we've seen them. Yeah. Don't yeah. see them again. It's the same as the NFL, isn't it? Like, you've got the, the NFL teams operate in such a wide area like you haven't really got your local team in some cases so it's an yeah. event to go and see them but that's kind of what they they want and you can kind of see it in some of the pre-season friendly tournaments they put on because it, that's you could say that's kind of like a tester now when you look back at it the little yeah, mini leagues they do La Liga wanted to take uh, games over into Spain yeah. if I remember two or three seasons ago anyway that that's something they wanted to do so you can say it's the American owners, but I think it's just as much the Spanish as well, because it's obviously something they've been looking at. And again, from a Spanish point of view, I think it's it's greed, but I think it's also to generate more money for themselves because of the underperformance of the Spanish teams yeah. in the Champions League. So it was to guarantee themselves <laughs> that, because like you said this year, there was a point where Barca and Real weren't even in the top. They were like mid-table, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've both clawed it back a little bit now, but yeah, there was a point where it was part, oh, they may not be European football. Please. And again, as much as I hate the idea of the Super League, I could understand why Liverpool yeah. were looking at it because we were sixth. Spurs were, what, eighth? Arsenal, tenth. So I could see why they were looking at oh, it yeah. and see themselves. But as wrong as that is, because even Klopp yeah. has come out and said that, hasn't he? You know, it was wrong. It's, it's, yeah. I, can see why. I can see why they were looking at it as for sort of, sort of financial view. But it's an absolute disgrace. If you, if you look at it objectively, it's an absolute disgrace. It's it is an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Yeah. Absolute disgrace. Yeah. 
I think that was what people, that's what I struggled with most because I can understand it from a business point of view. Guaranteed income, like we're in this every year. So, it's, so if I can understand why they would pursue something like that. But I think we had most trouble because you've got, like you said, Arsenal sitting in 10th. I think they haven't qualified for the Champions League for the last five seasons or four seasons. No. Yet then, they're guaranteed to be in it every year. And you've got teams like Leicester and Leicester and West Ham pushing this year now. Yeah, you've got to say to them, like, oh, you're not in it. That's the great just, thing about competition. That's the great thing about competition yeah. is the fact that we've got these teams, like, these teams who can who can qualify for this competition. And to be fair, Leicester, Leicester have, uh, well... They they've done all right as well when they've been in the Champions League, haven't they? They, they got through group stage. You know I mean, like sort of thing. They, they they competed well, but like you can't have these teams. Who, uh, there's, there's what, what there was nothing that drives them. Drama. Do you know? Um, there's nothing, that, nothing that drives them to be in that competition, is there? No. It's, you say about West Ham now potentially do it. I, it was a few years ago. It was a good few years ago now because you know we're getting all buzzed, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, Fulham had a run in the Europa League where they went oh, all yeah. the way to the final. That was actually yeah, fantastic. Class, that was, you know I mean? yeah, in the semi-finals? <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. Like you know, and the fact yeah. that, that was something that happened for them was marvelous. And to think West Ham yeah. could potentially get that next season, and part of me hopes they do. I mean, it's going to be at our expense, which is a kick in the ass. But yeah, to see something like that happen will just be fantastic. But could you yeah. imagine them playing? In a Champions League where there's no Barca or Real, and their big moment would be playing Genk. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. That's, that's the, what are you saying there, Ash? That, that, that's the thing. That, that Fulham Juventus tie and things like that. Oh, like when Middlesbrough got to the final a few years ago. Yes. Like, like, I know we got smashed off Sevilla in the end, but like them things in, in that league would, wouldn't happen. No. Just us playing Napoli <laughs> as well. I know Napoli weren't in it, but for us, the, uh, it's the whole thing. It's the whole spirit of competition. Yeah, you, you need it. Well, you know, yeah. you win. You, like this, this when you win, there's consequences. When when you lose, there's consequences. That's, that's yeah. the whole point of competition. How big is um, like how big is our like top four thing as well? That we just burn through that and that'd be gone. If you look at the league now, like relegation is almost sewn up. The league is almost sewn up, so the, it's over. There's no top four. There's it's over. So there still would be the Champions League, but that's that's a question I don't think I've seen anyone asking really. Is like if you've got if this happened and we'll talk I'll talk the next thing I was gonna talk about was like would they even still be in the Premier League? But say they are. Um say four of these clubs finish in the top four, who qualifies for the Champions League from the Prem? The next four? Like do you know what I mean? Like how like this complicated It'll be the a little next. bit. The next available three, but the problem you have then as well is you've got Europa League spaces. So you yeah. could be finishing tenth in the Premier League and getting Champions League football or Europa, Europa League yeah, football, yeah. but then you've got to take into consideration domestic cups because obviously League Cup, FA Cup gains you qualification yeah. to Europe, as as you guys know. Yeah, there's so many questions then. It just buggers the whole system up, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So yeah. going back to my point then. So obviously we've discussed a little bit about our thoughts and some introductory stuff there, but. Um, when this was all announced, UEFA and Premier League and FIFA, they obviously were not happy, and the other leagues involved as well, uh, as well as all the other clubs from the leagues involved. Basically, everyone was not happy, but in terms of the organisations, uh, they came out quite strong and hard with their stance. How, how much of that they would have kept to in the long run if this continued? Who knows? But um, basically, I think UEFA said, like, if you go into this league... You will not be able to play in your domestic league. You will not be able to play in a Champions League, and your players will not be able to play international football. 
Um, so that's what their stance was at first, at least. So it, it, for me, it felt like a little bit of a game of chicken. It was like, right, okay, so we were still asking the question, like, are these teams just trying this on to get more money? And it's a case of, like, who's going to call each other's bluff? So it was like, are they going to keep going with it and see if UEFA, like, stick to these uh, threats? Or is it the other way around? And, like, you know, UEFA's like, oh, well, say these threats. They're not going to keep going with it. And it's like, who's going to sort of buckle first, in a way? That's what I felt. But you just didn't know how, how real it was at first, anyway. Um, but say they didn't play in the Premier League, then. How much would that damage, like, the football system in, in our country? And say it happened across Europe as well, with, like, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico in uh, Spain. And... In Italy as well, with the well, I guess that's probably the worst, uh, the least affected would be Italy because there was still a couple of big clubs that didn't get involved there. Yeah, well, it would have it would have ruined it, wouldn't it? Because if you like, as much as we, much as you know, we're annoyed at the big six clubs. Like, if they leave the Premier League, if they leave the English football system, then it's bugger, isn't it? Because the money is just going to dry up, then, isn't it? All the TV money that they get. Um, and let's face it, everybody pays to watch them, doesn't it? Because even when we were in the Premier League, you'd have like a handful of games on TV. It would be against the big six clubs, wouldn't it? It would be against them. Um, so without them, I just think the money dries up from the top. It filters all the way down then. Throughout the league system, the money just dries up everywhere. It would have affected everything. If you eliminate the big five and Spurs... I think <laughs> it, um, I'm a big fan. It either becomes massively close and competitive, okay? Like you could say, if we were to have been expelled now, it's what Leicester West Ham fighting out for the title, which is just crazy in its own right. But yeah, they, it closed the gap, and I think Everton then would move into third or fourth, or wherever Newcastle it is. Newcastle would think they're a big club again. Oh, <laughs> this is what I was just going to no. say, right? So, they, say the big six leave. Uh, and say, for example, then Newcastle finally get bought by the uh, whoever's trying to buy them, one of these other oil consortiums. They become officially the new Man City. Say then maybe Everton with Carlo Ancelotti and they're back in because they're picking up a bit of traction. Maybe they become a bit yeah. more uh, consistent. Does it not just become like the Scottish Premiership then? Where there's just two, maybe three teams yeah. competing. And it, just... it becomes the same, but just without the world-class players. Yeah, can I just pick up on our Newcastle point? Because that's another thing as well that we can discuss. They rejected, Newcastle. No, they, rejected, Newcastle. they rejected Newcastle's takeover because the big six basically didn't want it to happen. Yeah, that was just. And then they were going to go and like they're going to go and go and do their own thing, and it's like but the thing is, the Premier Basically. League stuck up for them, let Newcastle not get taken over, and now they're going to go like it's just well corruption everywhere, really. That just says oh. it all. Though. They hold the power, don't they? Like those clubs hold the power in every yeah. way. Like, they could stop Newcastle getting their takeover. The Premier League has to treat them like their babies, really, don't they? Just they got to keep them happy. We'll see what comes of this now. We'll see how much more power they do get within their own league systems and within UEFA because they threaten to leave. So I don't know what it means going forward to what they what they'll get now. Like, oh, okay, you haven't done this. Just in case we'll give you this extra stuff and you know you get this extra treatment or whatever. Well, I think right. You you can we can knock the Super League all we want, and yeah, it was a shit idea and it shouldn't have gone ahead, right? But 
the the revamp plans for the Champions League literally come out minutes later, and it's pretty much the same anyway. It's oh, just got cool. it's just got UEFA's name on it. Again, it's just a monopoly of who owns the rights. Yeah. And like, I guess you, it's you got qualification, them. though, hasn't it? That's the that's... yeah. But you you touched on them being banned, right, from competitions, being banned from playing international football. That's never going to happen. No. They can threaten that all they want. You are not going to present a European Championship this year already a year delayed without yeah. the top stars. Who starts up front for England then? Patrick Bamford, like, tell me. <laughs> yeah, boy, Danny Ings. Yeah. How do you, Danny Ings? I love Danny Ings. But no, how, how do you sell? At the European Championship on the back of him rather than Sterling and Kane. I know, I know, what, you know what you're saying, but for this, for this, it's got to be some sort of ramifications for it, isn't it? There absolutely has to be ramifications, but taking it out on the players and the team is the wrong. No, way it's not right to take it on the players or the fans and things we like need that. To, Maybe, uh, I, don't, I don't know whether whether the best probably hitting the club like these these clubs like Manchester United like Liverpool. Like, for these clubs, they, they they got big pockets. So I don't know whether you're best off hitting in the pockets and then probably like finding them like whatever you're gonna find them and then put in the grassroots level and things like that. I don't think you should I, find I, the clubs. I think you should find the owners because yeah. it's the owners that made this decision. They have the money. The club doesn't have the money. Liverpool doesn't have any money. Man City and Chelsea have got limited money. Do you know what I mean fine to them is nothing and yeah. it won't affect them. Man, you I mean, I think if you're gonna find them, I think I if you're gonna find them, it has to go into grassroots. Of course, yeah. Well, I read somewhere that they, yes, were going, yes, well, well, well. they were going to dock them 20 points each. I'm pretty sure if they did that, Man City is still top of the league anyway. So. Yeah, but that could put yeah, Arsenal and Spurs right, yeah. in right. trouble, that could. <laughs> yeah, but it does, you know, at the other end of the table, it makes no difference. City is still like yeah. three, four points, yeah. whatever it is, so yeah. it was irrelevant. I, I think we need to implement, I'm not sure what the name of it is, I've read it in the, in the news and whatever else has come, I think we need to implement what, is it Germany that do the 51%? Yeah, the, yeah, I was gonna... yeah, yeah, the fans, yeah, yeah. Just say, but if you take 20 points off Arsenal, they're getting relegated. I would take that. What about Spurs? Do they get relegated? Because no one wants them around. Uh, they would be they're in the same place as Burnley, so like six points clear. But it's Arsenal true. would be in there. The reason why Spurs want, well, people want Spurs around is because Gareth Bale. And we, we buy us as well. So. The, issue, uh, the issue I've got with it, though, is it's quite interesting because Steve Parrish came on the other night, didn't he, on the Monday Night Football? He was saying that UEFA in the chat in the Champions League money, part of the money goes to like teams on past performance. Oh yeah, I saw that on his like results. Like... Maybe even Spurs for their like recent sort of couple of years in the Champions League. Obviously Real Madrid pass or whatever. They still get money off UEFA. For that. Just just for previous performance. And they want and, more um, now. They're like, oh, the- we, we want more. Like, so, I, don't get it. I think really? the, the revamp was similar as well, wasn't it? It was going to give places to teams based on past performances. I believe that was discussed as well. It's the same right scenario. I know we're going well off topic now, but again, it's all about money in sport, man. Formula One. Ferrari get a random off payment yeah, off yeah, the head of Formula One just because of their like history. Because what? they're Ferrari. They get more money than else just because they're red. Like, do you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. So yeah. like, they, they basically get the same amount of as money as Mercedes who win the championship, um, even though Ferrari come like third, but they get the same amount of money. They came fifth last year, didn't they? Or yeah, last year. I think I saw the year yeah. before the stats from that. But um, Shocking, isn't it? It's, uh, they, um, they definitely need... To, I think you're right. Going back to that, that 50 plus one rule in Germany is really good. When you look at it, all, all the German clubs batted it away straight away. Yeah. yeah. Like, isn't it that no one like outside company can own more than 49% of 49%, the club? 49%, yeah. Always, they'd always be outvoted by like the, the member fans on their ownership. I do think 
from the German point of view, right? Call me maybe looking at the outside in. They said no. If this was approved and going ahead and there were still four spaces left, would they have changed their mind? The teams that didn't agree to it. Because otherwise, whatever's left of the Champions League, they would just dominate. So they guarantee themselves success either way, whether they go to the Super League or remain in the Champions League. Because if they were in the Champions League and say it is West Ham that qualifies... You never say never, and that's the beauty of the Champions League. But on paper, who's who's winning that? Like, do you know what I mean? I would say like maybe they yeah. they see how it goes. You first year, second year, and then the, the tournament gets expanded. They might join then, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think uh, on that as well. I think talking about buying into it. I was, you were saying about like UEFA would have done like you can't with all all the players and that. I think eventually, because this, I'd love to know why it didn't actually go ahead. Because I kept thinking. There were no sanctions that would go ahead if they did just say, yeah, we're doing it. Because, like you said, UEFA couldn't have banned the players from international and stuff because like, that just wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't get the money no. of their tournaments in you know, the Euros and FIFA with the World Cup. Um, the Premier League wouldn't have kicked them out. They can't afford to kick them out. They, there's no way they would have done that. I think players, you know, m- maybe if there was sort of a, a, a mass thing of players coming were and they didn't want it because I think you know player power is massive. Then you say like you look at like the China League and you think, oh, why would you go and play in China just for money? Yeah. And all players started flooding over for like a million pound a week. It would have been the same thing. You still would have had players going. I, I don't know exactly what it was that stopped it. Well, they reckon it was all the protests, like, like the Chelsea them. game. Um, they were well. That was a good. Yeah, I that's, know, that's I, what. I, yeah, but same same with the fans though, like. I know, like, now, a lot of fans are saying, like, oh, no, it's rubbish. But they know that fans are addicted to football. We're addicted to football. We would have watched it. I would have watched hated it. it. Went ahead. Oh, I think we would have. We, we would have, like, we would have watched it. Well, Sky, you, Sky you said, would I think you said you would have, didn't you? I would have watched it. Yeah, yeah, Sky, Sky I, have it on. Guy Neville be doing commentary, mate, if they bought it. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Sky would have been queuing up for the rights. And yeah. BT, they, like, it, it would have, it would, so I, I really don't know what stopped it. I they think... know they had fans. They know they had they have fans addicted because there's no way it'd be hard. I know, like obviously, it's difficult for you being a Liverpool fan, but I always think like if the Swans were involved in something like that, it'd be hard to like get away them. from the Swans, wouldn't it? It'd be hard to just be like, oh, I'm not following them anymore. Yeah, that would be. Like... Yeah, but that's the club we support, like Sports and weekend. But like, like you were saying about the, about Bayern Munich dominating the Champions League, maybe. But you got you got teams like PSG who didn't take it up. I'm surprised about that. Perfect. Yeah, right. PSG, right? So PSG, you've got you look at likes of obviously they got some big players. They've got Kylian Mbappe and they got um, who's probably well, I I definitely think he's probably what best player in the world at the minute. Second best behind James. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> he probably he's probably up there in the top two for you, Ash. Um, he's like one of the best players in the world right and Neymar who he always he, he is he is an incredible footballer but he does himself a bit of an injustice I suppose but um you got you got PSG they never they never took it up so they will be that sort of and they, and they refused they ref, and this is they, they say they refused to sell their players to any Super League club yeah they were going to and the players themselves the players come out and said they would sign new contracts for PSG so You've got that sort of competition as well, haven't you? Like, you, you say players, and I think that answers your question, Lee. I think it was the players that stopped it going ahead. I know uh, Captain Jordan Henderson, 
started his meeting and then all the players started revolt past players former players social media I think it was the players. If the players refuse to play, you don't have a league deal, St. Lance. So. Yeah, I think... No, you don't. You don't. No. It must have been that. The play, like we said, player power is massive. So, yeah. I think maybe... Jordan Henderson's captain meeting. Because all the English clubs have pulled out. I, I, none of the other teams have pulled out yet, have they? Were all the English clubs have pulled um, out. So, the, the current, have, yeah. the current situation, I was going to go into this next. So... I believe Chelsea was the first ones to say they were going to pull out, but Man City actually pulled out first, basically because Chelsea were playing um, just the ins and outs of what they needed to do to actually file the paperwork that was required to pull out. Uh, They basically both pulled out the first first clubs. And then all the other English clubs started following suit. Um, There was all the murmuring saying that, well, Chelsea and Man City didn't want to be in it in the first place, trying to be like, well, it, it wasn't us, it wasn't us, we would just go in because everyone else was going. Um, make it that way you will um, <laughs> everyone's kicking off at Daniel Levy wasn't he obviously Mourinho got sacked everyone's like well was that linked like was Mourinho refusing to train the players who knows they're saying it was down to results uh, again you've got a tin, tin foil hat on or not um, on tight on the arsehole yeah so all these clubs then all the English clubs pulled out I think was it Man you no was it who was the last one Liverpool was the last one no. See, this is what... I Just to cut you off now. So Chelsea right. were the first team to announce their intention. They were actually the last club to come out, yet they spent the most time pulling out. So to All me, right, okay. they waited as long as they could just to make sure everyone was, was coming out, in my personal opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, well if, you, if the first one to intentionally pull out and you're waiting that long, then yeah, you see where everybody else are getting off. Yeah, well, I was, was the field going? Let's just see. Um, but yeah, basically, they all started putting out apologies. It's a lot of shit, that what they've all said. No, like, they haven't all apologised yet, have they? I think they all have now. I think. You know, I think they were saying on Talk Sports this morning. I, I, I'm pretty sure Liverpool went first, obviously. And then mm-hmm. um, I know Arsenal did a written. Apology. Arsenal tweeted something. Tweeted, that, yeah. yeah. And then um, it well, they went to a tetter, didn't it? Yeah. And then I, I haven't seen one from Man United. And I haven't seen Man United one from Man. have. I've seen one from Man United. Was a very, it was an essay, basically, of how they're going to rebuild <laughs> trust with the fans and all this other shit. <laughs> The thing is, though, I love the one from Liverpool, and there's no offence to Ash with the Liverpool one, but John Henry's on there. He is so cardboard. It's the yeah. sort of like, I am sorry. I'm not sorry. It's like, it's like I am so sorry. And there's a scouser getting the wheels off his car while he's on TV, mate. I'm telling you. Yeah. I am so sorry for not believing it. It's like, but what are you on about, mate? The, the John Henry one made me laugh because it just stunk of like Bill Clinton. It was like, I did that. Our our club, like, no, it's yeah. yours, it's yours, boys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, funny man. Yeah. So, uh, fact, I, like you said about the you said about the players, the players refusing to play and things like that. Just a bad earlier on. But the thing is, though, it's the fans. The player, the, the football is nothing without fans. It's nothing. Yeah. Like you can have these, people, you can have these people on 120k a week. You can have them on 250k a week. The fans do not turn up. I know, like with COVID and that, it's an anomaly at the minute. But without people going through them gates, football would be nothing, and it can do anything like this. So the Chelsea fans protested in, ahead of their game against Brighton. I want to say, and they they were stopped on the team bus. Uh, Go in. I think they let check him out to speak to them. Check him uh, out to try and yeah. stop it. Okay. Man United was a, was a good one because they actually turned up on on Carrington, didn't they? Yeah. And they turned up. They on, went on the training pitch. Yeah, yeah. 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 They turned up at Carrington. Yeah, like that was unbelievable. Like Chelsea one that was good because they had all the they had some good signs in there, and it was like a mixture of fans as well. Apparently, uh, like I agree with you. Like the fans are the most important, but I don't think 
and Valdez would have stopped it. No, I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think something happened. Yeah, the, um, the the plan of the Super League was to start it as soon as possible as well. So they had every intention to start it like next week if they could. So it would have been without fans anyway. So I don't. Yeah. I agree in what you're saying. Like when fans were allowed back in, it would have impacted it because there would have been no one going. But then to start it, I think it would have gone ahead anyway. I really do. How long would it have lasted the wash without these fans? Like you said, like if, if you know what I mean, like you, like say you play in Real Madrid away, like you know, in, or like you know, you play a lot of these teams away in, in Europe, and, and then you've got your European competition, I suppose, and yeah. then you've got your domestic competition. You can't expect fans to go. And I know you say for tourists going, but that that's what it would be. I mean, you, I don't think you'd, you'd be playing at home stadiums, to be honest. All the time, you'd lose you got to, I, I, if I personally, if I was a Liverpool fan right now, right, right, if I was you, I'd be like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not. Well, to be fair, I, I, um, I would be like, well, I go support a local team. I go support Tramia or Wrexham. Wrexham. Yeah. Wrexham. I, you know, I go support a local team. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, and bring them through. Don't let my, let my Liverpool if they think they're bigger without us. Let them be bigger without us. No, no, I, no, I think. Would have worked. They would have had fans. They they would have had fa- whatever. Like however people protested, would have had fans because there's obviously there's a core of fans who would have hated it and not followed them. But like I said, we, as football fans, we're addicted and they know that. They, they like I said if it happened, something happened to the Swans, I couldn't turn my back on it. I'd be outraged, but it would be so hard to turn your back. On it. it would have worked. Yeah. It, it, would be hard. Hard. it would be hard to turn your back on it, but I would go, well, to be fair, I live in the North East, so I go support bloody Hartley Pool or Sunderland or some, some fucker. So don't worry about that. I've always got someone um, worse off than us. So, but, it, it, I know what you say, it's like a dilemma, isn't it? But it would be hard to turn your back on your club. Yeah. It would, because you support them all your life. And it would it'd be incredibly hard for, like, like for Ash Phillip or Exxon. Um, <laughs> It would be hard for him, but like, you know what I mean? It's it's just the, the principles and the foundation of football yeah, that I makes know. you think, hang on a minute, this for is me, not though, right. I think, I totally agree. I think totally we would agree, have had like, oh, go on, Lee. Go on. oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, I, I think they would have maybe started like this, but I genuinely think it would have gone to the state where you're not even playing in your own stadiums and just go in on a tour of the world. And I think they would have pulled in like these, these extra teams who would have had maybe like. What's that? Uh, um, Inter Miami potentially, like David Beckham's <sighs> team, and someone from like I don't know South America, someone from like what? one of the Asian leagues. That's a that's a big team, and I think that's what it would have turned into the Super League. Because I believe in the actual statement from the Super League, not the clubs necessarily, but the actual like Super League themselves did not refer to it as the European Super League. What happens to these? Oh, it's, it's the, difficult, it's the away you get games so then. You can travel all the time. You cannot afford to travel to all these games. Like, this is if, what I'm saying. I think the the fans. This is what I'm saying about like the fans and that, yeah. the fans have no power. No. I don't think that alone would have stopped it. The fans have no power. It might have been like outrage at first, but then there would have been a core set of fans that would go um, to games, like a core set of I don't know, Man United fans going to the game, and you may have like. Thinking of like when Thatcher did the mining strikes and not like some of the miners were going to work and they were all like pelting the buses, wasn't it? Yeah. It would have been like that. There would have been a core fans go into the game amidst the protests. And I, I just think the fans have no power. So I just, again, I'd love to know what the mine... We're going into politics now. The mines were never lasting, mate, because of health and safety. But anyway, health oh, um, <laughs> and safety, we've never got to be mining anyway. Love but, uh, health and yeah. safety, Nash. 
<laughs> oh well, you know me. Uh, if yep. the uh, if the league had gone ahead to answer your question, I think it would have stayed. I think yeah. it would have become the norm. Sky, BT, Amazon, bloody Netflix, Disney well, Plus, even someone would have something. I heard they had something, or they were going to make their own. Have you heard of Zone which were like the fights? Yeah, yeah, they were apparently on board to do pay. It was all going to be pay per view, so it wasn't like. No, it wouldn't have been it's like it. you pay for Sky subscription, you get it. You pay for every match individually. That's where it generates more money, and people would do it. So just people to nip this it. right where it is now, right? So effectively, the league was being funded by an American bank, right? Yeah, and it was the American owners and the the Spanish that have, have created this idea. Obviously, we touched on it in other podcasts I've done with you when it's been about the rugby, right? So the Pro 14 Rugby League, right? Owned by an American bank now. They're funding it. Two conferences, teams, playoffs, final. Same structure. Exact same thing would happen in the Super League. So it's it's very much an American thing. Um, Americans, uh, if you watch on YouTube and stuff, they're very much taken into our culture now, aren't they? Like football, um, and rugby, there's all these videos of people reacting to different things, and yeah. well, soccer, as they call it. So, yeah, there's very much a market for it out there. So I think, yeah, like you said, Luke, eventually it would have been at all, like the uh, Harlem Globetrotters type thing. Yeah. I think from what Lee's saying, though, is right, in the fact that you'd still have supporters following it on the basis that, like you guys, for example, say Swans were involved in a Super League, you, you'd still watch it yeah. and follow them because you wouldn't be able to put your content out if you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no like there's a lot of people. We'd also who, probably get more uh, views like, if they were in the Super League as well. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got like Red Men TV for Liverpool. They they'd have no audience no, or any. True. They'd have no content. Arsenal TV is hilarious for everybody that isn't an Arsenal supporter. Imagine not having <laughs> that. That's bonkers, isn't it? Do you mean? And then you know if like what would the Spurs supporters buy? They couldn't buy a DVD when they finish eighth. Then could they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Nah, true. No, it is right. I, I hope the I hope the Gordon, the owners of these clubs are not watching this because you've actually made a good a good advertisement to go with the Super League. So, but this is the thing. I I I don't know why it stopped because I just kept thinking all the things that were coming out. Oh, this this would happen. This would happen. This would happen. I was thinking this is going to happen. Well, let's elaborate yeah, on that point, Lee, because um, obviously I touched on the clubs that left um, not long after Man United pulled out. Woodward resigned. Yeah. So this that right people are asking the question when people start pulling out like was this just a big plan to get more money they've all come out but then when you get like him resigning surely he he thought it was going to happen he doesn't yeah, resign not, if he didn't think it's going to happen it's not it wasn't his decision though was it because he apparently now he's come out and said that he resigned because he disagreed with the super league oh of course he said that just, this, you know, that, that carnival of events it's just so much like if he knew if he was like if, if it was never going to happen it was a way for them to all get more money he would have known that and he wouldn't have resigned even if he was on board or not he would have known it was all a big like well they're just trying to get more money so there clearly oh, yeah. must have been merit to it so obviously something did stop it um, going further though in terms of who's actually left now I believe um, AC Milan oh no sorry Inter Milan and Atletico Madrid were the first two of the non-English clubs that pulled out. They pulled up yesterday. The others follow suit other than Real Madrid and Barcelona. When I was driving home from work, probably about half past four earlier on, they were the only two still left officially not pulled out. Okay, Real Madrid are not going to pull out, I wouldn't have thought, because their president is the one that is uh, like the head of it all. Uh, he has come out and said today 
that the project is not finished, it is just on standby. And uh, and I've just been reading now that they are now under threat of being kicked out of the Champions League for next season because of that stance. How much that means or not, but uh, I, it's easier to kick out uh, one, isn't it? Good, I hear them. Oh, I tell you what, like, with these clubs and things like that, like, it would be uh, like we, we talk about the ramifications of things, kick them, kick them out. Yeah. Do it. It's just not as easy as that. I know it's big bollocks to do it. Like, and things, the, the thing is, though, the entity of these clubs have like got Real Madrid and Manchester United and these Liverpool, Liverpool and Lenny yeah. Madrid, like, obviously, of recent things. But, like, kick them out. It shows you that you won't, you won't do it again. I think, uh, I yeah, I, I I just I can't I can't see them doing it. I just because the money the clubs bring There's in. There's no money if you kick them out. Yeah, you yeah, cost yourself why, money if you kick them out. It's not. Uh, it's not. Yeah, that's why I don't think these sanctions would have stopped it. Because I think these clubs. I saw an interesting. I can't remember who it was. I was listening to someone. They said, "I think these clubs genuinely expected it to happen because someone said, like, oh, I think they might have got rid of Mourinho and Spurs." Ready to bring someone new in for the Super League? For the Super League. It was like, so I think they got rid of him. Yeah, it's a weird time to sack a manager. They were going to bring someone else in there to start their Super League. Like a week before a five. Before that was it, because he's got a massive payoff, hasn't he? Because Mourinho's got a massive payoff. So they're expecting this Super League money to come in. So they've got rid of him, pay him off, because they got all this money coming in. And then they were going to bring in someone new. And now, and now for their first cup final in however long, and they've put some, a 29-year-old in charge who's done a couple of coaching um, uh, years. Like, that's let me crazy. tell you something now. Yeah, Mourinho as well. As, as many people who don't like him, for whatever stance he has, obviously, tactical-wise, he always seems to get a big result in a big game, doesn't he? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the type, that is the type of game against Man City where he could win that game. I disagree. You no, know, think he could win that game. Oh no! I just, I Spurs are going to bottle it. They always do. That's why. That, that, that's all Spurs stands. But he, he is—he is the type of person who, who, who if you think, bring in as a manager. I know he having the best of seasons, Spurs. He is the type of manager who go in there. He showed earlier in the season when they played Man City, like he could be the manager who goes in there and get a result from that game. Yeah. yeah. He, he could have done it. I think he could have done it. So, could have just, it would have been a very defensive display. And it would have just depended if Man City could yeah. break them down. And it could have, it's a cup final, so anything could happen. Yeah. But I think they would have, well, I know they won against Southampton, and now everyone is like, oh, you know, maybe now they've got more of a chance. But I think they would have had more of a chance under Mourinho. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, although, I mean, he's playing Bale and stuff now, so I guess you could have a moment of magic, but that's kind of what you're open for at this point. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that was a weird uh, situation, really. A lot of weird stuff has happened this week. Um, if they did get kicked out of the Premier League, that would have been a very interesting scenario. Um, so you've got six slots there. You've got the three relegation teams, potentially nine. I would assume they wouldn't have relegated the three and then they just pull the six up. Uh, we might have gone up if that was the case. But uh, obviously that's probably not going to happen. But something along those lines then, because the Super League we've already discussed now is kind of like dead. Um, for now, at least. Um, I, I'm just, sure be- just before, just before we move on. All right. I think I don't think it's I don't think it's dead. That's why I said for now. No. Oh, for now, like, I think more's well, going to come say, out about it. If, yeah, I wonder if the like what made them pull out was uh, just leave it for now. Just leave it for now. Give us another year or two, and then. We'll, it's, we'll... it's a late, it's a laying issue, isn't it? It's, it's always yeah. going to sort of be there. They're going to revisit it at some point. 
If, yeah, I know we, we, we go on to that. If, um, if Real Madrid win the Champions League this year, I think it'll put it down for a little bit longer because he'll be quite happy with that because he's obviously yeah. one of the major driving points behind it. And they've got so no they money get knocked as well. Out, if they get knocked down the semi, which I expect Chelsea to do them, to be honest, uh, I would think that he's going to push hard to bring it in sooner. I think it'll also depend on performance in the Euros. If Spain have a bad Euros, I think he's going to push hard for that. And then, obviously, say... Uh, if the Eng- England don't do well in the Euros, I can see the English clubs going on. Maybe we do, even though it's not so much the English contingent. But yeah, I, I think that will play a factor in it because they'll want consistently high competition. Because if you're playing those teams every week for your whole season, especially if you're expelled from other leagues, that when it comes to international competitions, because as we said, we'd never kick the players out. Um, then yeah, it's just basically your Euros becomes the Champions League, doesn't it? Because you're playing them all the time anyway. Ask you a yeah. question, though, Ash. Jeremy, now, like, I know, I know that you say they would never kick them players out. Like, what if they did? What if they did? What if, what if, what if, they, what if, what if the international boards turn around and went, right? Say, like Tottenham, so good, like you like, like I know you say. The answer to that question like, is, and there'd be a new international tournament, and then he'd be having like a second England team that's run by these money men, and then it's just a complete mess. Okay, what so- would have like like Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling and, so, and, and these these sort of players getting banned. They went not playing. Two what, points. What, what, what would happen? So first of all, uh, the Euros are coming up this year, right? It's not just football fans who are invested. You'll have general audiences watching as well because it's a it's a big competition. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Your kids may be finding football for the first time, and I know we did it when we were still working together. Lee, we went and bought the sticker book and we went through it. You know? Oh my kids, god. Kids <laughs> I still got a pile of them. I need to trade with people if anyone's got from like like the South Africa but World Cup. That's <laughs> the one South Africa. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, kids, kids will do that because they'll know certain faces because they're on the cover of FIFA and stuff. If we take them out of the game, they don't know. You know, you're eliminating someone they're going to gravitate towards. Yeah, I always think of Egypt with Salah. If you take Salah out of that Egypt team, who are they gravitating towards? Amiyazaki. Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the second point of that then. As Welsh boys, I think it was nine Welsh players wouldn't be eligible for the Euros. If oh, we'd be case. screwed, mate. We'd be playing like league. This we'd be sending point. League One into the Euros. So yeah, this is what I mean. Smaller nations such as Wales, you haven't got a hope. Yeah, I no, think I we worked it out on paper. Out of the home nations, the only country that wouldn't be that hard done by, I think, was Scotland. So if this did happen, Scotland would probably win the Euros. I just wow. think sometimes with these sort of things, like like. With this, sometimes you get these things where people just bite their nose to spite their face. You know what I mean? They'll just go, right, okay, we, we are going to suffer, but you are suffering with us. So they may just go, they may just go, we're going to ban them, all right, it'll, it'll affect us. Like, you know what I mean? But we're going to bite their nose to spite our face. I would have been interested. You, you just don't know which way it's going to go, do you? No. You don't know which way it's going to go. But like, if it did go that way, I don't know. I think it starts. They had like they basically got two. Well, they did. I think one of them might have gone under in the last year or two. They had like two tours, didn't they? Like going yeah. concurrently. Like they're all darts, but these these guys have these competitions. These guys have these competitions. It probably yes. would have been something like that. Like where there's two different football worlds, essentially. Yeah, I think it's just worth asking a question. Like obviously, like I did. What would they do if if they did ban them? You just, you just don't know, do you? No. I suppose. Well, that would have ruined football, then. But I think, uh, like you said, with with all those players going to that tournament, um, all the sports. But, but the thing is, all the will the players 
with the players go, like, hang on, we're not going to be able to play international football. And you think, nah, nah. You know what I mean? Like the player power you were talking about earlier. No. Will that make a thing then? You just don't, you, like, the cog starts turning, doesn't it? Sometimes. Country doesn't pay their wages up. Yeah, look, and, yeah, it's a personal thing there, isn't it? Whether you want to represent your country or that, but you know, these guys, regardless of what they get paid and what we call them, it's still their living. You know, they're not going to jeopardize that. Like, you wouldn't walk out on your job no. for, for then, a meaningless time out over the summer, would you? No, because you live, you need your money. So, comes yeah, back to why they move to China, doesn't it? Yeah, depends on morals as well, then, I suppose. Yes, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um. I'm sure we've got loads and loads of stuff that we could say on Super League. Like we probably haven't even touched on on half of it. Like it's so hard to even <laughs> it's so hard to even keep the same direction when you're talking about a point. You just there's so many directions you can go in. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm sure more's gonna come out, more's gonna come out. We'll maybe find some more uh issues why it didn't happen, some of the reasons, some of what actually stopped them. There'll be more fake apologies. I think um Real Madrid Sky Flor- what's his name? Florenzo Pires. He, um, he's been pulling punches at some of the clubs, and he was saying something about Arsenal, like saying, like after they pulled out, mugging them off, basically. He's probably bitter, basically, I think, and he's like a bit annoyed it's not happened. Um, but it, it seems like it's in response to this, and I don't know how legit any of this is at the moment because none of the big, big um, news uh, sources are really talking about it. However, Talksport have been talking about it all day, so I guess that's you'd argue is some form of legit. Um, it looks like they are at least considering or at least looking at some ways that they could change the Premier League because apparently everyone thinks that needs to have a change. It's going to be stale. Maybe that's part of the reason these clubs are looking at Super League. Can we make something happen that eases them a little bit, makes it better, makes it more exciting? So the proposal essentially was they reduced Premier League to 18 teams. Uh, and they reckon everyone's on board with that because they've all been kicking off about how many games they all play, all this, that, the other. So they're quite, they think all the managers will be on board with that. Um, the other thing then is bringing Glasgow Rangers and Celtic into the league um, because they've got massive, they're mad, well, you know, they are big clubs, I guess, and they think that it's a lot of following there that they're bringing in a lot of fans to come spend more money, I guess, and more money because of TV rights for them. Also, then they think the Scottish League would like that because it gives all the other clubs that never win anything a chance to actually win something. So this is where all the, this has apparently got merit. Um, however, also this is also apparently backed by FIFA, UEFA and UK government. I'm sure more will come out on this in the coming days. That This news has just broken today, and I'm sure a lot of people that have been watching this video have seen bits of it. Okay, But my questions to this is, how the hell do you implement that? How the hell do you bring uh, the two Scottish teams in whilst also cutting two teams out of the league with your normal three relegation? So how many teams are you getting rid of to make room for that? And how do you Wait, tell please. the extra relegated teams, you have also now got to go down, even though you didn't finish bad, you finished like 15th, but because we need to bring in Celtic and Rangers, you have to go, mate. Can we first address the, the whole Scottish league thing with Rangers and Celtic? Like, so Celtic and Rangers bringing the money for the Scottish League, yes. Yeah. Can we all agree on that collectively? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happens to the Scottish League? Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Like, like Talksport yeah. were talking about this earlier, and so those people calling in, uh, Celtic and Rangers fans calling in, and they were saying like, "Oh yeah, um, it does." Like, obviously, 
we bring the money in or whatever, but I think all the fans would prefer to actually be competitive than they would to actually have money. And it was uh, all, and the talksport guys were like, well, hang on now, because they wouldn't. The, the standard of the league's already crap, and you're just asking for the standard of the league to go like even well, worse. Money, right? But it's it's exactly. it's exactly the same logic. All this you bring league, you take yeah. them big clubs out of a league to put them in another just, league. Yeah, you've done the exact same in Scotland. What we were going to do? The same logic, you know. They were, no money left. they were going to change the name to like the the uh, the British Super League or something. The British where do um, where do Scott uh, where do Rangers and Celtic go when they're relegated? Because they would get relegated. Yeah, where, I, where I think go? I think it's Celtic. I think Rangers might have been a bit mid table if they were you this year. But I think Celtic. If Celtic are you this year, they're probably bottom three for me. They're all full, aren't they? Yeah, I think well, because of the money they got. Money they would generate, they would become good. I think they probably become, wouldn't good, become good, but they've got to survive that first few years. You say, yeah, uh, how, how can you implement them in the Premier League? You can't because you've got these teams from the Championship. So, say you say, say you put them in the Premier League, then you've got championships, championship teams who finish top of the league and go, Well, I should be in the Premier League because we're fighting for the Premier League, right? Then you go lower down to League One and they'll be like, Well, we're, we're fighting for the championships, so they should be putting it out league and then you go down and you go down. The only way you can do it and the only way you can implement it is to start, start. at the bottom. You need to start at the bottom. Yeah. Surely, right, the UK government are only on board with this to try and convince Scotland not to vote out in the referendum. It's probably that <laughs> and they're probably scared that if this, if this Super League went ahead, back to that I know, but if the Super League went ahead for the UK government side, the only reason they would want to get involved is because I think it comes back to what I said when they start taking it as a worldwide tour, it's not There's generating money for the UK anymore. You've got six of the yeah. biggest football teams that are massive money spinners for this country, and all of a sudden they're making money for some other people, not, not yeah. us yeah. at all. So um, I think that's the only reason the UK government really wants to get involved now and would actually stop it. And and they probably now think, okay, we need to do something to make sure this doesn't happen again. Don't get me wrong. Like they had the option, the Scottish teams. Like when when the Welsh teams went into the, into the league, the Scottish team had the same opportunity. They didn't take it up. They just they seen the Scotland, and that's the tough luck now. I, I, you can't. I, I, don't get me wrong. Rangers and Celtic they massively support the clubs as well. They are. You can't. You've got to admit it. Around the world as well, you get some big big supporters of them clubs. You, you can't just implement them and put them in the Premier League. It's, it just can't be done. If you are Rangers and Celtic, would you want to leave there as well? You're guaranteed pretty much sharing well, the league. Apparently, they do. Why would you want to leave? Apparently, most of them do. I guess it's more competition. I guess it's boring, though, isn't it? It's probably been less boring for Rangers lately, but Celtic, like. In Trump every week by Burnley or something. Because I tell you what, Swans would give them a game. Well, we did in the pre season friendly one year. Yeah, we did, to be fair. I'd like to see them. I don't know. I don't know how. There's no fair way of doing it. I think I'd like to see that game, like Man United, that Rangers, Full House. Like uh, that's something I would like to see. Whether they, I, like you said, there's no fair way of doing it, especially if they want to reduce the the, the Premier League numbers because you couldn't add to it. No. But um, I don't know why you can't add to it unless they bring them in. Unless they bring them into a cup, I don't know. Unless they have a British cup, instead of the FA Cup, expand it and have the like, cup. British yeah, FA Cup, something like that. Maybe. That's yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm all on board with the, probably with the cup thing. I would keep with the, the league FA thing. Cup and change the League Cup to a British Cup, get the Welsh and Irish in as well. That would be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah be, that would be a good idea. That's fair enough. That, 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 that's no problem. But when you're talking about league systems, you, you, you just what, you ha- what you're doing is you're pissing off people who are trying to get to that league. 
you know what I mean? It's it, it's just it's just it gets a bit of a whirlwind. It's, you know, imagine, a bit of a we the, imagine we won the playoffs this year. Now that happened, and you're like, well, actually, can't promote can't, you. No, obviously, uh, we'd be exactly. Fuming, we? We'd be absolutely fuming. If it's not broken, exactly. fix it, like in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm not, confused. Actually, the grand question of all of this is: everyone seems to think football needs to change. Whether that's the Champions League, whether that's the Premier League. Whether that's like the promotion relegation system we've got in the English league system, all of a sudden in the last week this apparently isn't working anymore. We need to change it. Why? Why is that a thing? No, I didn't think it was a problem. It's, it's money, mate. Right, this whole thing is money. And I just want to quote something that someone sent to me. I'm pretty sure it's it's been all over Twitter. I have seen it. Someone tweeted, and I apologise because I couldn't tell you who it was. That's fine. Uh, the quote that you mentioned at the start of the video, 16 to 24 year olds aren't interested in football anymore, it's too long, blah, 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 yeah? This guy quoted that when he was 15, he was watching Man United playing Bayern, Barca, Inter, Juventus in the Champions League, and as you might remember, on ITV, free to watch, right? Millions of viewers all over the world, ITV. I remember watching Istanbul on ITV, right? Yeah, Sky took over, as they did when they created the Premier League. Why? Money became a monopoly. Again, like we said earlier, Super League went ahead. Sky's giving it Billy Big Balls now. No, they would have been all over it, mate. Yeah, right? no, don't care what guy Neville says, he would have been a part of it. Right? I saw 100% that all yeah. of that. Uh, all comes down to all of that. All it is so, is money. Uh, I tell you what, go back to Terrestrial. Go back to Terrestrial. Because when it was Terrestrial, every, so many viewers as well. Like, to, it's it's, I, I, I've said this for a long, long time. This is too much money. This is something that I wanted to talk about is the TV thing. Because I think, I'm not so sure that the actual structure needs to change, like you said. The TV no, thing for me has been a pain for ages. Like, you've got us saying about fans, you've got us fans in this country. You know, like pre, pre-COVID, pre it's been you know, it's different than it is now. But you can't watch your team at three o'clock on a Saturday. If you're working on a Saturday morning and the Swans are playing in Middlesbrough and you can't travel and can't afford to go up and watch it, you can't watch the game. You're not allowed to watch the game because there's a rule you can't watch your team at three, three o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. Rubbish yeah. rule lies. And that's all money. Yeah. It's for you to pay for a Sky subscription or BT where the Swans will be on once a year or like five times a year. Great. Is it, is it money? It, I know you're saying that, like about going to Middlesbrough on a, on a whatever, a three o'clock at us. What, 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 what the league, well, that's been forever more, isn't it? It's like three o'clock at us. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to get as many fans into the ground. So if you can watch the game from home, if you can watch the game from home, I'm just asking you now, for a tenner, we pay 25 quid, 30 quid to get in the ground. You're going to pay tenner from home, aren't you? I go to the game every time I have the chance. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people will just pay from home. Yeah, they will. But how many away fans do we take to like Middlesbrough? What two thousand? I think we still take two thousand. I I don't know. It's 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 just one of them things. It's, it's yeah, a I, yeah I, thing I, I, I do I do get it from that point that they'd like more people. Like people would probably be tempted to stay at home, but like think well, and I don't know. Maybe that maybe it is a generational thing because that's something I was going to say as well. Like you've got all this like watch along culture and YouTube live stream stuff that's like big now, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe you would get more people wanting to watch from home. But maybe people like our age and above, I would still much rather go to a game than watch on the TV. And you know, maybe it's not the way forward. But they would still they would still get money. Like if they charge ten for a for a stream, they would still be getting money. The, um, if, if we played Middlesbrough away from home, I'll definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably four over. Yeah. I've, only got a, I've only got 20 miles down the road to go, so it's fine for me. The, the, the block on 3pm kickoffs is very simple. The money goes to Sky Sports. 
Why? Because one of the most watched programs on a Saturday is Soccer Saturday. Saturday, yes. It is, yeah. All the results coming through as they are. I mean, yeah, they know BBC have got theirs as well, but you know, a couple of years ago, you had BT Jeff and got the one these days as well, and they that's you why mean? they revamped their lineup. Yeah, yeah so you, you stick that on, and that's what you're watching. That's why you still pay your size Sky subscription. Like I, you know as well, Luke. If, if we're in work on a Saturday, it's whatever's on the TV. Like it, BBC and work for us because we haven't got cable yeah. or Sky running through in the the canteen TV. But yeah, like that's where the money goes is to produce yeah. this content and then match of the day. Pay Gary Lineker's wages because we haven't watched the games, so we watch match of the day. So that's not. I know what you said. It's not. I just, uh, but I know like. Again, and I know like Sky were good in this in sort of protesting it. And like we said, like we said, like Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher are brilliant. And obviously, they're not sort of part of the like, the Sky decision and they were no. brilliant with their conversations. But let's not forget, Sky gets so much money. Yeah. They were like, if you said the Super League had their own sort of money TV thing, they were probably worried they were going to miss out on the cut. Yeah. Because let's not forget, like in COVID, the best one I saw. Was someone said on Sky? Someone said on Sky Sports News, "Oh, how can you do this to fans now in the middle of a pandemic? Oh my God, it's ridiculous!" And I was like, "Hang on a sec. Remember when they tried to charge fifteen pound a game? Sky did in the middle of a pandemic. In the they middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Oh, Sky ripped. Think- Sky ripped you off massively. But like all, a- all I think, all I think about is the fact. I know, you, but I think you probably, probably well, overestimating fans. I think a lot of people were just like. Like I, I know my dad, he watched the Swans for years when they were in the old division, old division one under Toshak and things like that. And you know he, he followed the Swans up and down the country. But if you if you say to some people, just go like, you can watch the Swans their own for a tenner. We can pay twenty five quid to watch them in the ground. I know a lot of fans will pick up the option. I'm not saying all fans. I'm not saying all fans. Like I personally wouldn't. I'm just think, trying to think of it up both yeah, ways. You know, yeah. I'm just saying a lot of fans would just pick up and just go. Well, I'm not, I'm not paying twenty five quid to go for it. Yeah, you still get good followings I mean, on the TV matches, but when we're on TV, we still get like near enough good crowd. Like in the Prem, I'm basing this mainly on you know championships. Different, some of them are a lot further. There's a lot more. They're not always sellouts for the away games, but um, in the Prem, I think pretty much all the time we would take mostly the full cut, and I think it would be the same. Maybe not in the championship. You're right though. That is that is what annoys me the TV. The fact that like they. They they stop they they stop you from watching they stop you from watching the football. You can only watch what they want you to watch. Essentially, you pay for it. Yeah, they, they rip you off. They do. They do rip you off for what you got. Annoyed me, but I, I'm sure I read. I'm sure I read that UEFA said that when BT's contract up with the contract was up with the Champions League, that they had to have games on terrestrial TV. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think I think oh, the Champions League and the European Cup. European Cup should be on terrestrial TV. Yes, that's what I, we've we've grown up with. We've grown up, except for obviously now the last few years with BT all taking over and things like Sky. We've grown up with Champions League and European competition being on terrestrial. How often would you tune in to watch it? Yeah, Can I just say one more thing that annoys me as well? It's not just the change of terrestrial to to Sky and paid production, right? Was moving it to Saturdays. That's really gripped me. I used to love it on a Wednesday night, the old finals. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah I like that. Like that, and they definitely need to do it because it worked. It worked so well when we were younger. When you had like, can't remember which way around it was, but I think it was like Tuesday night was on Sky. It was split. You'd have the four teams that were in the Champions League from England. Two of them were on you'd Tuesday, have... two of them were on Wednesday, and then you'd have yeah. one on two Sky, them on one on Tuesday one on, on Sky, and then two on ITV on the Wednesday, and then the week after be the other way around, and you'd have 
the yeah. first and second so leg. Every club like, had a had an ITV game, and then on like ITV four, you'd have like Barca and whoever. Yeah. Yeah, they need to bring that back. You are right, Clyde Lee, as well. With what you just said, I believe UEFA came out and said like the viewing numbers have dropped a lot since it's gone on just pay, yeah. and there is now going to be they will oh, they will be picking like a certain amount that will be on terrestrial in the next uh, bidding for the rights. Yeah, not more people going to tune in for that. That'll yeah. be good. The I final think... used to be live, didn't it? Even when it first went to BT and that, the final used to still be live. It used on to be consecutive. Yeah, both, for sure. Yes, it did. Yeah. And then yeah, one did, year it was it was on YouTube as well, wasn't it? Because obviously they were branching out and doing. That might have been last year, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure Twitch was involved at some point, but it wasn't afterwards, and it I came think, out. But I think yeah. BT last year gave it for free, even though they had it as well. Maybe Virgin uh, Virgin did it for free on their main channel one year as well. So there's still a call for it on terrestrial TV or free to air TV. Then we should redo. But yeah, I think as well though. Um, maybe going off topic a little bit, saying about if the game needs to change, I think. I think it will change because I, when he said about like younger people, sixteen to twenty-four year olds, not wanting to be, you know, hard for them to get into football. I think I think he is right to a certain extent because it's like an ultimate team culture now, isn't it? You've got that sort of like fantasy football. Or in think like massive. I think that's what FIFA. I think that's what the Super League was awesome. born from. Was that like need for all this like fantasy football and all this oh, like. I know. And that's but you see it now. You see it now in boxing. Like YouTubers are fighting now, and they get millions and millions of followers. Yeah. All, all the all the like hey. diehard boxing people are saying, like, oh, this is ridiculous. How can you have like celebrities? Hey, going Sorry, I'm gonna stop you there. I'm gonna stop you there. Right? When when is your fight? <laughs> I fight. <laughs> Mate, come on, we can invest in the channeling. Do you got to do it? Call someone out. No, do it right now. Go on. Call someone out. Call Benjamin Bloom out right now. I'll knock you out. I'll knock you out. I'm calling Nicky out. We'll have a fight on YouTube live next week, lads. But they are bringing they are bringing massive numbers and massive money. So I think something's going to happen. Yeah. I tell you what, the thing is with the boxes, mate. I know we've gone up and off topic here. We are. But then boxes. They get, they get, well, boxers like Jake Paul and all that malarkey, right? They couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, could they? Really, really? That fight the other day but was yeah, such they, a fix. They, like, that guy was there for a payday. He just had yeah. to punch the fight 500 grand. If they fought a real boxer, right, they get knocked out in about five seconds. Good night. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's how they hook you in. That's how you, they, that's how yeah, they exactly. Don't in. buy it. Don't buy it. Don't, don't buy it. People, people hate, feel pressure to buy these things. Do not buy it, man. Yeah, all these, all these, you, all these people got massive following on like YouTube and stuff. I, I don't get it personally, but just, maybe we're just showing. I think you've well, asked the same question in ten years. I reckon you got your own YouTube okay. channel saying, "Come on, Nick, we love in Rock Town, Wine Street, These these content creators, though, in that sense, like streamers and everything, as as Luke might know, um, yeah. they're the new celebrities. You know, they're they're the new. Yeah. Thing, aren't they? So, you know, I look forward to seeing Luke on Dancing with the Stars next year, but until then, look, they're well, everywhere. Well, ask us the same yeah. question in like five, ten years. We'll see if you give the same answer. I'm going to still be in work, Luke. Don't worry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, uh, that's the way football is going to go. Yeah. And maybe we got to accept it. I think we might Yeah, something's definitely changing. Although there is other course saying that potentially there's a, it's on the brink of collapse as well in terms of a financial collapse because of the just extortionate wages that players are, like um, require now the extortionate transfer fees are so high especially after covid like there is a lot of big clubs now in trouble with money 
Barcelona are screwed, Real Madrid are screwed. I think like um, Juventus might be in trouble a little bit. Um, some of the British clubs are in debt. Like they they've just bought new stadiums. If you look at Spurs, um, I'm not saying they're necessarily going to go under or anything, but they're not oh, going to buy the players. That's going to filter down. The, the, you know, it's just going to be some sort of like financial sort of collapse, and that's yeah, why they're trying to bring in these wage budgets and stuff, isn't it? They definitely that that's something that definitely needs to happen. Is a wage cap in like yeah. a like a salary cap like they do in like NFL and stuff. That definitely needs to happen in football to bring those wages down because it's getting ridiculous. But, Germany, um, Germany doing it. Germany, Germany have a wage cap. Cost if you go to watch everything Munich, in Germany is right. Everything in the football is right. If, if you if you go to watch Bayern Munich on if you go to watch Bayern Munich on a Saturday, you pay you pay twenty euros for the ticket. Yeah, it's really cheap. Yeah. You pay twenty euros for a ticket instead of paying, and like, and like obviously Ash may know good watching Liverpool things like that. But you're paying forty pounds for a ticket, fifty pounds for a ticket. That's ridiculous amount of money. We, we, at the end of the day, we make the football. They, they play for us. You know what I mean? We're the ones that pay for it. Uh, the, um, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. There. I think Arsenal is it. They're the most expensive season ticket in Europe or something. It was like one, well, not now maybe because where they are. But at one point it was like a one thousand seven hundred pound just for league games. And what's that? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, that goes everywhere though. Like uh, one of the boys in work was telling me, like in you know, the Swans, I think have been, and this might give them a bit more credit than what people have. But um, in terms of the season ticket structure for next year, they come out early. They've uh, they've done some deal or whatever. I can't remember what it is to explain it here. But you know, some people were criticising it. Some people thought it was happy. It benefits some people more than others. Whatever. But when you compare that to some of the other clubs and what they're doing because of COVID, because of uncertainty. Cardiff haven't even announced prices yet for next season's season ticket. Or this was I when I was talking about it last week with, with with my mate. So basically, I think they were holding off because there was still a chance they could get into the playoffs. And he was saying essentially they would put the price up if they went up. But to be fair to Swansea, they don't do that, do they? they they'll match it if oh, they go up. They um, reduced the prices because what they did, they released the prices and it was cheaper. There's... Um, I think they offered it they offered it like really cheap if you had like given them the money back for last for last season or for this season sorry for the season they're playing now if you'd given them the money back for the season ticket back into the club i think you would have had a season ticket next year for like 20 quid or something something stupid like that really cheap and like me with my season ticket i like took the money back um but then it was it was cheaper it was a lot cheaper, and they released it really early. So I, I just renewed my season ticket with the money I had back for. So they pocketed nothing for the season tickets as once. To be fair to them, they probably lost money. To go back to, sorry, to go back to what you're saying about salary cap, though, right? For for the longest time now, we've heard about financial fair play, but I don't believe we've actually seen it. you're right. You are right. Considering you get some, some Mickey Mouse fines sometimes, the new one, like oh, well, you can't, but you can't sign any one for a transfer window or two. The only team I know recently that actually had to uphold their punishment, then should we say, was Chelsea. They were banned yeah. from a year for making yeah. transfers. So Lampard brought in. I think this is when Tammy Abraham and all that started coming through. They finished fourth that year, or maybe third. Yeah. I can't remember, but they had a really good season, and it just went to show that when you use the tools beneath you, you can actually do that. Yeah. To go back to that then, right? So with the exception of City, um, Chelsea definitely, Spurs maybe, Arsenal, United and Liverpool, I kind of understand them joining this league on the fear of being left behind 
in a sense that they have unlimited funds. These teams don't. I know Man United are a big club, but yeah, they're in debt. They're very much, I imagine Liverpool are in some way. They're in equity. You know, the owner, they're used as leverage. I mean, we're quite savvy in a way that most of our transfers, I know we spent all this money on Van Dijk and Alisson, but that was all generated from the sale of Coutinho. And and so much, you know, we, we, Brian Brewster went to you guys on loan, came back to us, sold them for 25 million. Yeah, it's good to call. Yeah, but it's savvy business. We yeah, haven't yeah. lost yeah. money. We, we've, we've, you know, if we have spent, it's very Solanke. little compared to everyone else. How much was like, he? Like 20? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Arsenal, well. um, cheapest chips, you know. Wenger, when he was there, it was top four. And they, you know, yeah, they want to win trophies and stuff. And they won the odd FA Cup and Aaron Ramsey did his bits and pieces for them. But it was top four because it was money, financial stability to keep in touch with the teams above them. Obviously, Liverpool had their dip for a few years where they dropped out. And, you know, when it was sixth and seventh and it was like, we're going to fall behind. We're going to become that Europa League team, that mid-table team. Yeah, new owners come in, injection a little bit of cash, success has followed. So, yeah, money does buy you success to an extent. But with having Team City, Chelsea with unlimited funds... You, you kind of have to go with them because otherwise you are going to get left behind. And that's probably what Real Madrid, Barcelona are thinking. Same with you guys. You know, if the option was there, you'd bite oh, the hand off. They would have gone. The Yanks would have gone in 100% if they were asked. Yeah. They would never be asked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, asked. yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's not even... You can't just blame Yanks and this and that. It's, you've got to chase the cash because no, it's a business and you need the money to succeed. You know, we go back yeah. and, again, we'll mention Formula 1. Mercedes, unlimited money... They dominated the sport for seven years, yeah, eight the, years this year. The, the rules are changing cap. to try and stop them so much, aren't they? Yes. So they're introducing a salary cap. Like we've talked about other sports having salary caps. That comes into play. Bang. Look what happens. You've got a rugby. Saracens breached their oh, yeah. financial regulations. Look what's happened to them. Relegated. They're starting over from again. All right. You could say that it's made the league a little bit more competitive. It hasn't. But it will over time when they introduce their caps and it's monitored more closely. And I think that's what football needs. It needs even, to be monitored even closely. Even the MLS, like, if, you look at the American, if you look at the American side of things, that we were talking about the American owners were the ones pushing a lot for this. The MLS has got like salary caps and stuff. In in like there's no yeah. relegation in there, of course. But like they've got that salary cap system there. Yeah, with, they, and they can they only like sign two big signings a year, can't they? And then they gotta like That's the one thing that I like stuff. is the American sport is the salary cap, but they have a system where um, the draft system, isn't it? And the teams teams can't dominate. They the lower team gets the first pick, is that right? Yeah. 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 So the lower you finish, you get like a better. Yeah. yeah. So That's just a different so take, like, isn't it? I don't think you can like go from time, one to the other. You should sort of like balance off. You may get like a couple of years where a team is good, but then over a couple of years, the teams will emerge. Yeah, I like the thing is, it's like as well. I, I remember my dad has always said, my, my, well, going back now, when, when, since I've been a kid, my dad was, always used to say, he, used to go, he said, one of these days, there's so much money in football, one of these big teams are going to go bust. It will go bust because there's just too much money going on. And this was about 10 years ago, right? Think about Man City now, right? Man City, all these play, all these people they play, they play in, right? So if, if Sheikh Mansour decides to pull the plug on Man City now, what happens? That's what I mean. What happens to Man City? Conor McGregor will buy him. You just go, <laughs> I, I tell you what, right? If they, if if, if, if Shake Mansour goes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm having none of this now. All the money he's got in the world, right? So he he quite was asked for the fifty pound, not could he? You know what I mean? Like if he just goes, enough's enough. I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to NFL, maybe, or I'm going somewhere else. I've had enough of Man City. It's none of my. I've had enough of it. I'm done. Right? What happens to Man City? 
Got to say, probably, probably, yeah. probably get liquidated if anything. See, this people have money. They're all saying now to t- owners need to sell up and go. Like from a Liverpool point of view, who buys Liverpool? And if they do buy them, are they going to inject the same amount of cash that FSG did when they first started? Probably not. And then we'd go back to being having to sell to make money and assets like Arsenal did. They sold Van Persie to make money, so on and so forth. You'd be saying Jimmy Traore, son. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> you'd be going, this is it, isn't it? But then you'd still have someone like City and Chelsea, unless their owners get bored and pull out, they're just going to keep throwing cash there. I remember the Possibly, first, yeah. first player agree. Man City bought when they took over was uh, Rubinho. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't even have a clue where he was. It was like, oh, I've got the money. I'm just going to buy them. My thing was City, and I always think of when they bought uh, Boney from you guys. They just bought him so no one else could have it. That, yeah, that's it all that was. Yeah, they had yeah. no intention on using him, but it was just to stop other teams from having him. Sinclair. And that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I agree just with Just to you. register an English player, they bought Sinclair and Rodwell. Yeah, but that's, that's, I think well, most of them is to fill a quarter. Obviously, because you've got this this thing where you've got you've got so many English people in the squad, haven't you? Yeah, they're going to sign someone they're going to use, but they're like, ah, oh, okay, we'll just chuck them on here. Then we did yeah. them anyway, yeah, just chuck them on the bench. Remember Fabian Delph? Fabian Delph? They said they're the same thing. I know he played a few games in the end, but they signed these English players just to fill a quarter, a box. Yeah, but remember, like it's hard. I know these these big clubs say about the money. That's what they do. They just whatever rule they bring in, they buy their way out of it. You yeah. say about the financial fair play. And Chelsea was the first with their transfer ban. Don't mess about the lower league like teams like Sheffield Wednesday and all that now and Derby and that. They've all been like sanctioned oh with the financial play. No question about it. Points deductions. Yeah. Whatever's come with it. There's there's no messing about for them. No. No, like I don't think they will put any sanctions on these top six clubs. Um, but they should, because look at like teams like Barry now that went out of business. Mm. Bolton had a massive points deduction, and that's all based on Charlton activity of the owners. That's all because of the owners. So I know it's harsh to do it. Like I know it affects the players, then, doesn't it, with the points deductions and stuff? But got to be a fair. It's got to be fair across the board, isn't it? Oh, what about this yeah. uh, fair owner test or whatever the Premier League has in? They, they let all these people in, and now they nearly literally just screwed them over. Uh, they need. They did. Mm. Dev, we we go back to that again, like Ashley said earlier, and we said about German football, they need to go to that like fifty plus one rule, so that the, like the the core ownership of all the football clubs. How, in the how country do they implement like, that now, though? Like, how can they? How if they pass yeah, that I law, how like do that. you force everyone to reduce their ownership? How can you legally do yeah, that? You can't. You can't force people to sell these stakes in club. Can you? It's, it's, it's hard. It's a difficult situation. Yeah. You, you say why did they let them in? Simple. Money, yeah. Press. Well, no, I know, I know that's money. the reason. All it is, this, and the same thing now. As much as they probably are happy that these teams are staying now and that the Super League isn't going to happen yet, it's media attention, it's coverage. More people are glued to the product <laughs> than ever. I've had people in work who couldn't have a clue what was going on in football. What's the Super League? Everyone knows about it now. It's brought eyes to the product again. Did you see that? Uh... Share prices of the club shot up as well. Yeah, it? this is it. You know, it's it's all cash, man. It's it's a cash flow, isn't it? It's same as us in work. Like if we didn't have a certain product that people wanted, they'd stop yeah. coming, but they'd complain about it on social media and everything else, and it would become a wild thing. It's it's exactly that, isn't it? That mug. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was, that was the one. <laughs> Remember that? Anyway, um, any well, we've talked a lot. It's been a, it's been a while. So anything that we've missed out that any of you wants to sort of um speak about before we wrap it up 
I'm glad it's not happening, but it will happen. Yeah, that's, that's my final take on it. Maybe not yeah, in the states, but in some form, something's gonna. Something's gonna... Well, the, new, the new Champions League is pretty much the same thing anyway, so it is happening. Whether it's got UEFA's name on it or not, it will. And I do think these clubs will break away because I think the way in which we consume content in general now has changed. That includes live sport, unfortunately. Yeah, and that that's it. Especially with you know you got the TV on. I mean, I I've done it. I've got the TV on. I've got the laptop on. I've got the Three iPad. I'm watching three different things at once. I've got my phone going. If I've got bets on, whatever. Yeah, the way we consume content has changed. I think football will follow suit, and I think the Super League fits that model. Like you said, Lee, it's fantasy football, um, pack openings on FIFA. These the, all these crazy things that kids are into these days. The 16 to 24 year olds. That's the demographic. That's that's the change of sport for us. I was surprised I think it's it not will... on Twitch or something at this point, and they like have something linked in with FIFA. I think well, that the clubs uh, like uh, in the lower leagues, like League One and League Two, that's going to be a hardcore football fans. I think that's where it goes. Then, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's it's hard as well. Obviously, coming from like a base where we come from, where we 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 go and we stand on the terraces, like well, when it were terraces, like we we saw that um, that age, very graphic where like you know we 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 probably see the both. You know, I mean, we see the both ends of stand on the terrace and then see where it's going now. So it's probably be hit us. Hit us the artist, and I'm disappointed because I don't want it to see it go that way. But unfortunately, maybe that's just the way that the football is going. Like I don't want to see it go that way, but maybe that's just the way it is. Obviously, I, don't think, I don't think it's, it's not just the Super League. I think the pandemic will have a factor in that as well because we've we've shown not just football, all sport can be had without supporters. Yeah, they pipe in noise or, or less supporters are needed, so you don't need all these massive stadiums anymore. And I, I think that is why the change is shifting as quick as it is, not just the, the demographic with social media and everything else, but it's also because we can't be there. So we're now, like you say, standing on the terraces and that, but we're, yeah. it's been so long, you're not used to it now. It's going to feel surreal when you go back. It's going to take oh, ages to get back. I can't wait to go back and stand <laughs> on the terraces. I know, we, I know we're wrapping up, but like you said about the fact that we're playing with our fans, and I feel like it comes back to what I said right at the start of the video where it comes to like they, these owners don't want the season ticket holders. They want the tourist fans because they know yeah. they've just done a season. They don't need the season ticket holders. They don't need them. No. So, yeah, and yeah, they've just, they've just seen why, that now first stands. I think that's why it, it broke now, I think. I think they had a realisation that actually, let's do it. Yeah, there's yeah, a lack of... There's a lack of injection of cash without supporters. It was a quick fix for that. And they've proven that, yeah, they can go all over the world. You can have three people there or, or 30,000 people there. It doesn't matter. You can still put on someone somewhere will be eyes on that product. Yeah. And revenue will be generated. you'd have people are saying, like, you know, like what happens with the boxing match and they have to, let, like, someone gives them a load of money to go to their venue. Yeah. So rather, than, rather than the ticket sales, it's like, right, okay, we got this match. It's... Uh, it's Real Madrid versus Barcelona. It's the El Clasico. Who wants it? Oh, yeah, I, I don't like it. Much. I'll pay this much. I don't like the idea of it. I don't like. I hate. I hate it. I despise the idea of it. But unfortunately, like you said, now lads, I think it's the way it's going. Yeah. I hate the idea of it. But I am. Um, my 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 final take on it was was going to be that. To be honest, I think it's just uh, I'm worried because it is coming, and I think we've got to accept it's coming. They did it in golf as well, didn't they? They did that million pound. Paper yeah. match with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, didn't he? I think it's um, come in as much as I hate it. I think we've got to bow down to this, like I said, this ultimate team culture that's coming through. Yeah. Um, that's what they want. <clears throat> it's just this, like, it's just the attitude at the moment. You see it with the Swans now, who are saying, like, with like the Cooper thing, 
literally that attitude is like, oh, I didn't like that, so cancel it. I move move on to something else. Yeah. So yeah. my team doesn't work on Ultimate Team. Someone misplaced the pass. I'm going to sell that one and buy, bring in a new one. And that's the, I think that's what it's, that's the way it's going. And they want this like fantasy, this big old bells and whistles fantasy league, Dream just to, just to settle that. Yeah, and it will yeah. come. And I think that was a good point that you said. I think for the for the pure for the pure football fans, it's going to be like the League One and the League Two. Yeah. I think that's spot on. I Definitely. think that's what's going to be. I think what Apple I want what I want to end on is yeah, we'll uh, we'll go, we all go, we all go to Newport. Right, okay. Reynolds, go on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to end on is something that we haven't touched on, but I think it's something that's important to say. And how disgusted is it of these owners to to announce something like this? in the middle of the pandemic where everyone's supposed to be supporting each other, helping each other through it, all this, that, the other. And all of a sudden they're like, do you know what? We can make more money for ourselves and announce this right now. I just think it's such bad taste. And uh, that's probably the most unforgivable thing for, um, as well, like for their fan base. It's like how out of touch, it just shows how out of touch they all are. Um, I think yeah, that's the thing. You got you got these people like you got people who just like work in Joe's like like I mean we we've got to go to work and things like that. And you got people and they got they lose they got mortgages to pay. They got kids to look after and things like that. And you, you think about these people who got more money under the sun than anything. Like especially like these the owners of these big clubs. And you think people have got to pay the mortgage, man. And they, they think about themselves. It's just it's incredible. Bad some like a lot of humanity has come together during this time. But like things like that, it makes you think, wow. Makes you think, well, that's it. You just on. It's out of touch, isn't it? It's all of touch, and it's just like as bad as this time has been. It was the best time for them to strike, wasn't it? In yeah. terms of what they want, because there's no it's, one there to protest as well, or at least they thought. It's um, it's it's impacting football as we've seen, but I think it's the same in life at the moment, and it's the case of anywhere you go, sport, business, media, anything. You keep the rich rich, you keep the poor poor. Poor keep wanting the content. The poor will keep paying the rich to get the content. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much how it is. Like, I'm, I'm sure we might be in the future revisiting this with a lot more different takes on it because it's not the end, for sure, of, of uh, this situation, whether it's the Super League, whether it's rebranding the Premier League or any changes that might be happening to the football structure in the foreseeable future. I think we'll definitely be hearing more things. So we'll obviously talk about them when they two come up, but we have been going for a while now. Um, I think it's one minute, one hour forty, boys. So I didn't feel yeah, like, didn't feel like uh, I felt like we could have probably kept going for another one hour forty, to be honest. But I could easily. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. wrap it up there. And uh, yeah, Tash Tash's gonna kill me, so no, I better not. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not in the doghouse too much. But cheers for coming on anyway, Asha, and offering that like. For us, we're outsiders, really, looking in and how it's going to maybe affect the trickle-down. Whereas for you, you're definitely in there. Like Your club is like one of these clubs that's turned the world upside down. So it's kind of a different mentality. On the plus of that, though, that's the one thing out of all this, which has been great. And it's regardless of who you support or what you do, everyone's come together in unison. We're not having it. We don't want it. We want to watch football the way it's meant to be presented, the way we know it's presented. How long that lasts for? Again, we don't know, as we've said. Yeah. But it's nice to see that, isn't it? You know, and I think the perfect example of that is Neville and Carragher, isn't it? Probably yeah. couldn't stand each other yeah. nine times out of ten. But the fact, and they've just been absolutely Neville in particular can't stand the bloke. But yeah, what a saint he's been, isn't it? So yeah, uh, yeah. and it's, it's it's good to like I know everyone said about Sky and all this, but the pundits have work there. It's their job, isn't it? But they're telling their views. They aren't Sky. They work for Sky. No. So it's um they've come up with some good stuff, and it's nice to see football community as a whole 
showing the sort of solidarity together and the the unity that they've shown. I don't think I've ever seen something so sort of uh, collective, really. You've got rivalries all over the place in football with um, bad things that normally happen between them. This is like the complete opposite, and I've never seen such a positive uh, collective effort from football fans, which I'm sure you all agree with, but it was nice to see. So um, cheers, Nikki, as well, for coming back on, and cheers, Lee. Uh, been a long one. Obviously, this would be up on Spotify. Don't forget, um, though, to follow the podcast if you're watching it there or on YouTube to subscribe. Leave a like. This was obviously, you know, a, a large video for us to make. We put a lot of, uh, I would say, effort. But, like, you know, it, it was a good one to do. But, um, you know, it helps support us. And hopefully more people can see the discussion and obviously get involved in the comments as well if you leave a like. So... Let us know your views in in the comments. Obviously on Twitter as well. Interact with us. Let us know what you think about the old matter. And um, yeah, we shall see you in the next video. So cheers, lads, and uh, see you again. Last thing, just uh, good luck in the playoffs, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next year. Well, <laughs> hopefully we'll see you on on the channel next year in uh, in some pre and post match content or for when in we my reaction you. kit. Yeah. yeah. Or failing that, failing that, we don't get promoted and you'll get relegated for your Super League involvement. There we are. You'll <laughs> get, get absolutely thumped. You'll be a regular <laughs> Liverpool correspondent. And uh, you, could tell us, you could tell us about how Mo Salah threw his toys out of the pram and did in a transfer request, but then uh, didn't get to leave. So it's been made to train with the under-23s instead of playing your, Cardiff. Uh, your tyres are coming straight off your cars. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, on that note, uh, cheers for coming. I'll see you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for watching don't forget if you enjoyed the video to click the like button to help us grow to keep up to date with all of our new uploads hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos as always engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today and if you want to support us directly check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor related t-shirts sports social podcast network the Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the Muck Delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering Muck Delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.